0: Welcome to Fireside Stories. I'm Hannay. I'm Chastity. And I'm Liz. In this episode of Fireside Stories, we'll be talking about the story of Snow White and Rose Red. In 1815, it was written and published on a second volume of The Complete Fairy Tales. It used to be known as The Two Girls, The Bear, and The Dwarf. Once upon a time, there was a poor widow who lived in a lonely cottage. In front of the cottage was a garden with two rose trees, one bore white and the other red. She had two children who were like the two rose trees, and one was called Snow White and the other Rose Red. They were as good and happy, as busy and cheerful as ever two children in the world were. Only Snow White was more quiet and gentle than Rose Red. Rose Red liked better to run about in the meadows and fields, but Snow White sat at home with her mother. The two children were so fond of each other, they always held hands when they were not together. When Snow White said, We will not leave each other, Rose Red answered, Never so long as we live. They often ran about the forest alone and gathered red berries, and no beast did them any harm, but came close to them trustfully. No mishap overtook them. If they stayed too late in the forest, they laid themselves down near one another upon the moss and slept until morning came. And their mother knew this and had no distress.
1: Once when they had spent the night in the woods and the dawn had roused them, they saw a beautiful child in a shining white dress sitting near their bed. He got up and looked quite kindly at them, but said nothing and went away into the forest. And when they looked round, they found that they had been sleeping quite close to a precipice and would certainly have fallen into it in the darkness if they had gone only a few paces further, and their mother told them that it must have been the angel who watches over good children.
0: Snow White and Rose Red kept the mother's little cottage so neat that it was a pleasure to look inside it. In the summer, Rose Red took care of the house, and every morning laid a wreath of flowers by her mother's bed before she awoke, in which was a rose from each tree. In the winter, Snow White lit the fire, hung the kettle on the wreckin. The kettle was of copper and shone like gold, so brightly it was it polished. In the evening when the snowflakes fell the mother said go snow white and bolt the door and then they sat round the hearth and the mother took her spectacles and read aloud out of a large book and the two girls listened as they sat and span and close by them lay a lamb and a white dove with its head hidden beneath its wings one evening as they were sitting comfortably next to each other someone knocked at the door as if he'd wished to be let in the mother said quick rose red open the door it must be a traveler who is seeking shelter Rose Red went and pushed back the bolt, thinking that it was a poor man, but it was not. It was a bear that stretched his broad, black head within the door. Rose Red screamed and sprang back. The lamb bleated, the dove fluttered, and Snow White hid herself behind her mother's bed. But the bear began to speak and said, Do not be afraid. I will do you no harm. I am half frozen and only want to warm myself a little beside you. Poor bear, said the mother. Lie down by the fire. Only take care that you do not burn your coat then she cried snow white rose red come out the bear will do you no harm he means well so they both came out and by and by the lamb and dove came nearer and were not afraid of him the bear said here children knock the snow out of my coat a little so they brought the broom and swept the bear's hide clean and he stretched himself by the fire and growled content it was not long before
1: they grew quite at home and played tricks with their clumsy guest they tugged his hair with their hands put their feet upon his back and rolled him about Or they took a hazel switch and beat him. And when he growled, they laughed. But the bear took it all in good part. Only when they were too rough, he called out, Leave me alive, children, snowy white, rosy red. Will you beat your lover dead? When it was bedtime and the others went to bed, the mother said to the bear, You can lie there by the hearth, and then you will be safe from the cold and the bad weather. As soon as the day dawned, the two children let him out, and he trotted across the snow into the forest
0: henceforth the bear came every evening at the same time laid himself down by the hearth and let the children amuse themselves with him as much as they liked and they got so used to him that the doors were never fastened until the black friend had arrived when spring had come and all outside was green the bear said one morning to snow white now i must go away and cannot come back for the whole summer where are you going then dear bear asked snow white i must go into the forest and guard my treasures from the wicked dwarves in the winter when the earth is frozen they are obliged to stay below and cannot work their way through But now when the sun has thawed and warmed the earth, they break through it and come to pry and steal, and once gets into the hands and in the caves, does not easily see daylight again. Snow White was quite sorry for his going away. As she unbolted the door for him, the bear was hurrying out. He caught against the bolt, and a piece of his hairy coat was torn off. And it seemed to Snow White as if she had seen a gold shining through it, but she was not sure about it. The bear ran away quickly and was soon out of the sight behind the woods. A short time afterwards, the mother sent her children into the forest to get firewood. There they found a big tree which lay felled on the ground, and close by the trunk something was jumping backwards and forwards in the grass, but they could not make out what it was. When they came nearer, they saw a dwarf with an old, withered face and a snow-white beard, a yard long. The end of the beard was caught in a crevice in tree, and the little fellow was jumping backwards and forwards like a dog tied to a rope, and did not know what to do. He glared at the girls with his fiery red eyes and cried, Why do you stand there? Can you not come here and help me? What are you about there, little man? asked Rose Red. "'You stupid prying goose,' answered the dwarf. "'I was going to split the tree to get a little wood for cooking, "'the little bit of food that one of us wants "'gets burnt up directly with thick logs. "'We do not swallow so much as you, course, greedy folk.' "'I had just driven the wedge safely in, "'and everything was going as I wished, "'but the wretched wood was too smooth "'and suddenly spring asunder, "'and the tree closed so quickly "'that I could not pull out my beautiful white beard. "'So now it is tied in, and I cannot get away, "'and the silly, sleek, milk-faced things laugh. "'Ugh!' How odious are you? The children tried very hard, but they could not pull the beard out, and it was caught too fast. I will run and fetch someone, said Rose Red. You stupid girl, snarled the dwarf. Why should you fetch someone? You are already too, too many for me. Can you not think of something better? Don't be impatient, says Snow White. I will help you. And she pulled her scissors out of her pocket and cut off the end of the beard. As soon as the dwarf felt free, the- he laid hold of a bag which lay amongst the roots of the tree, and which was full of gold, and lifted it up, growling to himself. Shame unto you to cut off a piece of my fine beard. Bad luck to you. And then he swung the bag upon his back and went off without even once looking at the children. Some time after that, Snow White and Rose Red went to catch a dish of
1: fish. As they came near the brook, they saw something jumping towards the water, as if it were going to leap in. They ran to it and found it was the dwarf. Where are you going? said Rose Red. The dwarf cried. Don't you see that the stupid fish wants to pull me in? The little man had been sitting there fishing, and the wind had twisted his beard with the fishing line. Just then a big fish bit, and the feeble creature had no strength to pull it out. The fish kept the upper hand and pulled the dwarf towards him. He held on to all the reeds, but it was of little good. He was forced to follow the movements of the fish. The girls came just in time. They held him fast and tried to free his beard from the line, but beard and line were tangled. Nothing was left but to bring out the scissors and cut the beard, where a small part of it was lost. When the dwarf saw, he screamed out, Is that civil to disfigure one's face? Was it not enough to clip off the end of my beard? Now you have cut off the best part. I cannot let myself be seen by my people. I wish you had been made to run the soles off your shoes. Then he took out a sack of pearls which lay in the rushes, and without saying a word more, he dragged it away and disappeared behind a stone.
0: It happened that soon afterwards the mother sent the two children to town to buy needles, threads, laces, and ribbons. The road led them across a heath, upon which huge pieces of rocks lay strewn here and there. Now they noticed a large bird hovering in the air, flying slowly above them and it sank lower, and at last settled near a rock not far from them. Soon afterwards they heard a loud, piteous cry. They ran up and saw with horror that the eagle had seized the old acquaintance, the dwarf, and was going to carry him off. The children, full of pity, at once took tight hold of the little man and pulled against the eagle so long that at last he let his booty go. As soon as the dwarf had recovered from his first fright, he cried with his shrill voice, Could you not have done it more carefully? You dragged out my brown coat so that it is torn and full of holes, you helpless, clumsy creatures. Then he took up a sack full of precious stones and slipped away again under the rock into his hole. The girls, who by this time were used to his rudeness, went on their way and did their business in the town. As they crossed the heath again on their way home, they surprised the dwarf, who had emptied on his bag of precious stones in a clean spot and had not thought that anyone would come here so late. The evening sun shone upon the brilliant stones. They glittered and sparkled with all colors so beautifully that the children stood still and looked at them. Why do you stand gaping there, cried the dwarf, and his ashen gray face became copper-red with rage. He was going on his bad words when a loud growling was heard, and a black bear came trotting towards them out of the forest. The dwarf sprang up in a fright, but he could not get to this cave, for the bear was already close. Then in the dread of his heart he cried, Dear Mr. Bear, spare me. I will give you all my treasures. Look, the beautiful jewel is lying here. Grant me my life. What do you want with such a slender little fellow as I? You would not feel me between your teeth. Come, take these two wicked girls. They are tender morsels for you, fat as young quails. For mercy's sake, eat them. The bear took no heed of his words, but gave the wicked creature a single blow with his paw, and he did not move again.
1: The girls had run away, but the bear called to them, Snow White, Rose Red, do not be afraid. Wait, I will come with you. Then they knew his voice and waited, and when he came up to them, suddenly his bearskin fell off. "'and there in the bear's place was a handsome man, clothed all in gold. "'I am a king's son,' he said, "'and I was bewitched by that dwarf who had stolen my treasures. "'I have had to run around the forest as a savage bear until I was freed by his death. "'Now he has got his well-deserved punishment. Snow White then married him and rose-red to his brother, "'and they divided between them the great treasure "'which the dwarf had gathered together in his cave. "'The old mother lived peacefully and happily with her children for many years.' She took the two rose trees with her and they stood before her window and every year they bore the most beautiful roses and they lived happily ever after, the end.
0: I love how that's the first story we've done that doesn't have an evil mother trying to kill the main character and a dad who just does nothing. That's the best thing um, so far about the story. Uh, Finally no stupid dads or witches or Stupid moms, you know. Finally. <laughs> I love so, that the um, mother doesn't care that they stay out in the woods yeah, all yeah. by themselves. Like, like, she doesn't even worry. Like, oh goodness. I would love if my parents could do that, but my dad's even had my brother come outside with me just because I'm a little girl. You know, even though I had like a bunch of German shepherds who are very protective of me. Yeah. <laughs> Did it even say how having a Middle Eastern dad. Huh? Did he even say
1: how old they were saying it?
0: No? Yeah, I don't think
1: it
0: ever said their age. It never did, uh-huh. but oh, that's definitely a big thing. I mean, yeah. wouldn't how you just love to have a parent who's just like, you just tell them, hey, I'm going to out of woods if I, like, hey, I'm going to go to a friend's, house, a friend's house, so if I spend the night, don't worry, and they're like, okay, go ahead. I have you know no. parents like that? I think that's crazy. I don't know how you I can mean, do that. Yeah, I mean, I totally I don't
1: wouldn't know. Don't have those parents. <laughs> 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 I bet your parents, they do seem like the ones who would. <laughs> They're hilarious. My mom watches TV all day and my dad works all day, so
0: yeah, I do whatever I want. Yeah. Or like, I'm at work and, you know, yeah. anyways. But I'm just like, thank you for having, it's a good story. It's a kind of feel-good joy story as well, yeah. and I'm really happy about that. Definitely. Then there's the rude dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just some like German word. Anyways, like, what is what's? I'm sorry, but what's got his pants in a twist, kind of thing? Yeah, like every time they try and help me, he just like, finds something to complain like, about. Shame on you, my beautiful beard, and then my freaking leather jacket—or not leather jacket, whatever—brown coat, and I'm like, dude. I would rather be hair- be- have no hair and no coat than be dead. Yeah. Whether it be smushed alive or drowned (sighs) or flown off by an eagle, you know. I'm sorry, but it's like- he's like a chihuahua. He- yeah, very, very (laughs) yappy. Oh my god. He obviously doesn't need to be out and about if he's- since he's obviously, um, too dumb. And he keeps getting his beard stuck in things. Yeah. Obviously or he's, he's getting not. very smart. And he's a little chihuahua.
1: Yeah. Very maybe smart. he's so very mean very because yucky.
0: maybe the prince did something to him. Well, what did he do to deserve Well, him? yeah, but...
1: I know, it never you know. says, but still, maybe that's why he's rude. Or he's just rude in general. He yeah, but is. I mean,
0: even if he did I mean, do something, he also wait. cursed the king's uh, his wait, son. Wait, so. what if... I think if, if I remember, I believe in the story, He said... He cursed him so he could get the treasures, the king's son's treasures. I mean, yeah, he did have all that treasure. No, but he, did he, really really he got got cursed it. the whole family. it's like, yeah, like, true. It, was it really
1: just the son and the treasures? I
0: mean, it doesn't say whether they do or not, it doesn't really mention you know, it's probably It's probably just the oldest son because he probably the one who the dwarf found at the time. Yeah. With okay. the treasures. So, there's that point. Maybe know? he was, like, out and about and then the dwarf saw him with all the treasure or whatever. And yeah. That would be and I'm like. When it's it's like, my thing is how long has he been cursed? Yeah, I'm like, I think he said for quite a while. I think. Mm -hmm. No, I think I think it was before winter. That winter, whenever they were. I mean, we know he was in the winter. Winter and yeah, (laughs) yeah. So probably in this, probably in the spring or summer before that winter. Mm -hmm. Probably so. But yeah, like. I mean, the dwarf was still moving the treasure's around. That is true. And then, how in the world did he and Snow White fall in love, and then the brother and Rose Red fall in love? Yeah, like, they didn't even mention the brother. They didn't mention any of the other families, so, like, that's Until kind of Until the end. Like, yeah. Then Rose Red married his brother. I'm like,
1: where did what? the brother come from? Maybe they didn't wow. fall in love. They just, oh. Well, Match you're made. married
0: to my sister, so I'll be married to your brother type of thing. Like, an arranged... No, he just magically a prince again. Okay, yeah,
1: you marry me the oldest. One.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think i
1: the youngest Wanna one married by my brother. I
0: just a bear. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, beating Beauty the beast thing? Yeah, I don't know. And then it's just, when did they even fall in love? When did they meet? Yeah. When did they start having feelings for each other? Yeah. I'm so confused, and like there's so many plot holes and I love it, but it's so- yeah. cool. And then like how old are they? Like, my thing true. is, it. I don't know, they could be like really young or Yeah, like Snow White young, like, or um, they could be like teenagers. Yeah. I'm guessing like
1: Snow White sounds like really most of their stories is when they're children.
0: <laughs> well, um, not, yeah, but I feel like th- for this one with the mother, letting them go out in the town by themselves and out in the woods by themselves, I believe they're probably going to be like pre-teen slash teenager age. Mm. Because at this point, even mm. if she was going to let them go run around wherever they want, she would still have to keep an eye on them if they were set at such a young age. Yeah. So, even when they told them like, you know, her, they almost, you know, fell into the darkness, she's still like, oh no, it's okay, because there isn't a guardian angel, and I'm like, no, they be no. like, no. No, they they, um, they just told her about the angel. They told they her, and she's like, Oh, that must that. have been your guardian angel. Okay. Like, she was probably scared, but she's probably like, Oh, okay. like, she like, Good thing you, you got, got an angel that watches over good children. You guys are
1: good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm like, How come the girls are the only ones finding the dwarf? I mean, I'm, yeah. I get it. I mean, I would just be like laughing my butt off as I try to help him. <laughs> I'm like, ah! I'll be like, smirking and laughing. I'm just like, this is so bad of me, but I can't help it. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't help that he's a jerk. So honestly, I would feel like, like, bad be about like, laughing. I would have helped him the first time, but after being rude, once I'd just leave like, him, I'd just be like, dude, oh are you even going to thank me or just going to complain about how I save you? No. I just might as well let like, get flown away by an <laughs> eagle. Let the giant fish take you down.
1: <laughs> why are you fishing when you're a small dwarf?
0: Exactly. And when you have like a, a, you
1: do like, it's like a he giant something beard. with
0: his beard, like something. Yeah, it's like what is a... a why do you want such a long one? What is like, what is what a, is, it? is his beard the same size as Rapunzel's hair, the same length of I me? Mean? Like, what is it with dwarfs? Like why is their beard like such a like sacred thing? I don't, I don't know. Probably the only thing that has but it hair. it is weird though, it's like how come like the mother or you know, anyone else hasn't found him, just the sisters? I, I mean the mother's at home basically the entire time. Yeah. So, and everyone else, he's probably, crazy.
1: you know. That mother and her trees, Who just had to name her children after them too and then bring them along when she moved to the castle
0: with them. hmm But yeah, I'm just like, I love this story, it's so hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, um, thank you for listening to this episode of Fireside Stories. Be sure to tune in next time whenever we talk about Rumpelstiltskin. Bye.